Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to How to Survive. We're here to get you through the stuff that can kill you. Oh, you mean like bear attacks and earthquakes and fires? Totally. And the stuff that makes you wish you were dead. Yeah, like having your heart broken or peeing your pants or peeing your pants a second time. Check, check, check. Yeah, we should just play the music. Yeah. Hi, welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. I'm Christine. How are you doing, Chris? I am. Well, I have my nails painted, so they're very pretty. I've got that going for and me. And you did it yourself. You're you're an at home nails kind of I, person. I did. I I have my own cuticle cutter. Mmm, cutter. Yep. Do you ask yourself if you can cut your cuticles before you start doing it? I give myself permission. Yes. Yes. And I wear glasses so I don't make any missteps. <laughs> uh huh. And um, yeah, I I just take care of it. You know, I keep my nails very short. Yes. Real. Which is sort of fashionable. Is it? I think it's yeah. I I I can't handle long nails. Yeah. I just watched. Um, this isn't giving anything away, but I just watched. Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is the movie based on the documentary oh, yes. about Tammy Faye Baker. And um, she has like a Diet Coke obsession. Jessica Chastain. She, Jessica her. Chastain. Yes. And she's actually really good in it. I don't always like her as an actress, but I thought she was very good in this. But she, um, you know, she has Tammy Faye's like crazy fake nails. And she has an obsession with Diet Coke, which I completely relate you, to. You know this. So she just like keeps Diet Coke with her and then like a nail file and she opens, she opens the can with the with the file like so she doesn't ruin her nails and probably because she can't because they oh, would break off i have to watch so this. it's just i don't know it's just like one of those little details i was yeah. i thought was so great um but yeah and it's uh it's the year of andrew garfield because he's in it he's in everything well. he's right in, in everything tick, i know tick, boom yep i don't think he, he's not in spider-man anymore right i'm not telling okay well by the time this episode comes out everyone will know but if you have not seen it yet i'm not going to say a word okay i haven't and i probably won't you know my son wants to see it we, I wanted to go with the whole family to see West Side Story. Yes. Because, you know, my daughter's doing some dance now. Oh, yes, and yes, yes. So I have to watch the... She's, yeah, yeah I've yeah. got to show you her, 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 her video. And so I'm like, oh, I'll go take her to see West yes. Side Story. I tried to show them the original and they were like, mom, 
I don't think I want to watch this right now. Aww. It starts a little slow. There's a it lot. It is of, a little slow. There's a lot of and there's a lot of slow songs. In it. Yeah. So I think the the new one might be a little more up their alley, and then you know I can bring them back to the old one. I don't know that it's going to be different in terms of pace or it's the same music. I don't same know. songs. I'm just saying. I'm gonna try it. All right. Anyway, she really wants to go see it, and Benji's like, "I am not seeing that movie." <laughs> he's like, right? You know, he's 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 like at the age right now where he's like, "All I want to watch is Transformers." Oh, okay. I mean, he's just hearing about movies like yeah, that yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we let him watch Transformers. Um, he has a thing for Megan Fox. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think he's at the age yet where he's noticing. I'm joking. I'm but joking. you know, maybe. But she'll wake it up in anybody. Oh. She's, I just glanced. She, she's yeah, gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. She's like alarmingly hot. She is, al- she's alarmingly hot. Yeah. I will agree with that. It makes sirens she probably go has in your head. super long nails too. You didn't even know. I know. I saw her in person. Oh. Because we had the same um, OBGYN. <laughs> okay. And uh, I were, went, were you like, I'm sorry, I know you just saw Megan Fox's vagina and I well, apologize for anything. I'll tell you something. I actually changed OBGYNs <laughs> after that because I was like. I, it was like her and Halle Berry and Drew oh, Barrymore whoa. were the same doctor as mine when I was, you know, going through infertility. And I was oh. like, I cannot compete with their <laughs> vaginas. Like, I just can't. Like, this is, I'm going to go to the other guy. So wait a second. Now that I think about it, my OBGYN is is um, yours because yes. you recommended him. So yes. he's not the one that had the famous no, people. No, but I think he has famous people. Oh, now, okay. Too. I've never seen anyone famous in the. Um, I can't believe you haven't. No. But have you mm-hmm. noticed how alarmingly gorgeous the women are in that waiting room sometimes? No. Oh, well. You're Maybe not... I'm not paying attention. Okay, you might not be, but like... I... Mine's on my vagina. Yeah, well, <laughs> whose isn't? Let's get into today's topic. I can't wait. We are going to talk about nothing less than how to survive a catastrophic societal breakdown. <laughs> Which, I mean, I feel like could happen sort any, of are. any moment. Yes. Are we in it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right now? So, we are sort of are, yes. I um, I basically only did one article this time. That's okay. It is not from The Art of Manliness. What? It is from The Guardian. They're going to be so sad. Shout so out I'm to The Guardian. So, I'm going to do the whole thing in a British accent. Yes! <laughs> Nothing upsets my son more than when I do a British accent. Even if I literally do two words, yeah. he gets so annoyed. Yeah. Which is funny because seeing this isn't giving anything away, but seeing Spider Man mm-hmm. the other day again, where we record ahead of time, I was reminded of all the characters because he used to have this book mm-hmm. of like it was put out by Disney, I think, and it was like short stories, short Marvel stories. Okay, and I would do every single character in a weird voice, yes. and he wanted me to. Yeah, and I had to remember from each time I read it. The voices. The voices. And they were like 20 pages long, each story. I love that. So I remember that um, (laughs) Dr. Connors, who becomes um, Lizard, he talked like this. (laughs) And so Dr. Connors, uh, oh, (laughs) Spider-Man. Oh, my God. How are you not doing so much voice work right now? Because I don't know. I should. But anyway, so that, it's funny because that's what I used to do. And then when I read Harry Potter, because I read all eight whatever books six books yeah out loud to him every single page with british and and scottish accents i'm not saying they were good scottish is hard and I, yeah i'm not saying i did good accents you did but i'm sure you did i had fun doing it i love doing and now he does a thing where whenever i'm watching a british show he'll go hello hello so sometimes i'll do it to him i'll go yeah. hello hello 
and he'll go, oh, mom. <laughs> like he can't. It's like Niagara Falls with him. Yeah. He can't take it. It's like me hearing people eat. Exactly. My kids will say, mom, enough. Like they'll let me do it for a while. And then, An accent. And then sometimes I'll say, I'm going to do it all day if you don't clean up your room. Like I'll use it as a threat. Yeah. I'll be like, because, you know. I don't know if this happens to you when you get into it. It's like fun. Yes. And you don't want to stop. Yes. It feels like satisfying to do that voice. And then I'm I like, know. I'm enjoying it, though. I'm, and I'm and I'm in the voice. So yes. I don't want to lose it because it's, it's right. going really well. Right. Especially like when you're watching uh, The Crown or something. Oh, you could really get into it. OK. How to survive a global disaster. A handy guide. OK. Whether it's a natural disaster, bioterrorist attack or pandemic. Well, here we are. Experts reckon society, as we know it, will collapse within 13 days Ooh, that of feels, a catastrophic event. That feels biblical somehow. So what do you do? It does sound biblical. Well, didn't Jesus? Oh, no, he died at 30, 31 or 33? Um, you're 33. asking the wrong person. I think it's... Garen? I don't. I think it's 33. But then all those like famous singers and stuff died at the same... 27. 20, it was at 27? Yeah. A lot of them died at 27. Okay. On... On June, on 22nd June, because <laughs> it's the from The Guardian, <laughs> on 22nd June 2001, listen to these British names, Tara O'Toole and Thomas Inglesby <laughs> of the John Hopkins Centers for Civilian Biodefense Strategies organized a war game like no other. The two researchers working with an array of bodies, such as the Institute of Homeland Security, set out to simulate the effects of a biological attack on the U.S. Ooh. Notice they picked the U.S. even though they're British. Yep. They hate um, us. Unless maybe those people are American. The project was called Operation Dark Winter. Ooh. Which I think is the next um, uh, Iron Man movie. Operation I Dark know he's Winter. Dead. Okay. What they discovered was that the country was ill-prepared to cope. I think what? we discovered that too. Us? So this article is from 2016, I should say. Okay. Um, we didn't. We did not know <laughs> what was coming. No. They should have read this article. Within two weeks, there would be enormous civilian casualties, a catastrophic breakdown in essential institutions, and mass civil unrest. Mm-hmm. Food supplies, electricity, and transport infrastructures would all collapse. I guess you could say some of that is happening now. I mean, we're not in a total societal collapse. We are in a pandemic, mm-hmm. and um, the supplies have been choked. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word. Did you find out when Jesus died? Yeah. What was it, 33? AD 30 or 33. He oh. was 33 to 36 years old. Oh. Okay. Well, he had a longer life than I thought. Well, I, I mean, was, back was, then, that was probably yeah. a good long life. Yes. Why is everybody so upset I about it? <laughs> Why are they all uptight? Ah, <laughs> guy had a good life. What they discovered was, oh, I already read that. Okay. These days, we're spoiled for choice in terms of potential catastrophes. Oh, just Not, pick one. I, exactly. Natural and ecological disasters, nuclear weapons, terrorism, experimental technological accidents. In 2008, a group of experts met at Oxford University Conference and suggested that there was a 19% chance of global catastrophic event of a global catastrophic event before 2100 with superintelligent AI and molecular nanotechnology weapons at the top of the threat list. Can you say that again a little slower, the super thing? I know I said it really fast because I realized my article is long. So the top, the top of the thing of the threat list that's yes. going to get us is super intelligent AI, artificial intelligence, yes, and molecular nanotechnology weapons. I don't even know what those are. Well, nanotechnology art is just means little technology. Okay, it's like um, it's like in the like babies holding guns. Pew 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 I think, pew. I think that's really cute, but yeah. I think it's more like um. 
in inner what's the movie with Martin Short and Dennis Quaid? Inner space. Inner space. Okay. Like a little thing going in your body and like that's what killing you from the inside. Oh, that's gonna happen to us. I think so. I think okay. there's a pretty good chance. I I really think I'd rather be shot by a baby. Honestly. Yeah, like in that episode of The Simpsons. Because they're adorable. Didn't it? I don't remember that. Didn't Maggie? Yeah, Maggie shot. um, What's his face? (laughs) Hmm. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't. I don't think I saw that one. Well, spoiler alert. (laughs) I don't. I mean, I'm glad Mr. Burns got shot. With all this bad, he is. With all this in mind, the Guardian spoke to the academic and author Nafiz Ahmed, who has studied global crises and mass violence. We asked him in the event that society collapse, collapses, what should we do? Here's what he suggested. Okay. Don't hole up alone with hundreds of tins of baked beans. <laughs> now, if you're British, I think you already have hundreds of tins yes. of baked beans because you eat them at three times a day. They right? love beans and breakfast. Beans it's, on toast. Beans on toast. They're, I don't approve. They're always like, it's tea time. And then they're just putting beans on beans toast. Beans on toast. That's so, it's ugh. just, ugh. And I like beans. Yeah, but. Way to ruin them. Not for breakfast. I don't know. Oh, no. Are they cold or are they hot? They're I probably hot, think right? They, I, heat, I think they heat up that tin. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's sad sounding. So he says there's a survivalist response, which is, I'm going to hide away all by myself. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to survive like that. You have to cooperate with other people. Be nice to your neighbors, yeah. I think, is a good lesson here. This may not be obvious at first because you may see others as a potential threat. But the moment you become a loner, you're likely to lose simply because you're now part of a dog-eat-dog environment. The more people who band together, the more likely you are to be able to rebuild something like a society. Okay. A, a, a society. A society. So don't do the thing that they do in all those movies and Twilight Zones where everyone turns on each other mm-hmm. and, and you get in your bunker by yourself. You need to cooperate. Cult up. Cult up. <laughs> That's right. You need to go rural, but not too rural. Rural. That's such a hard word. It's so hard. The rural girl is so funny to me. I know. Cities are wonderful when everything is functioning, but they're lethal when there's no order, electricity, or infrastructure. If you stayed in the city, you'd be in more danger. There's no doubt about that, said Ahmad. Generally speaking, when academics have run these scenarios on predictive models, cities are found to be extremely vulnerable simply because there are so many supply chains that are interdependent. And so many people there with with you who are also dependent on these supply chains. Okay. People will be competing with each other for these scarce resources, which creates violence. Ooh. So it's like um, the Black Friday sale, okay. but on a global scale. It's People it, are panicking. It's, it's worse than punching each other over a shirt at Barney's. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like people getting in fights over toilet paper. I like that you think that the... Violence that occurs on Black Friday is happening at Barney's. It's only because I just watched <laughs> Sex in the City last night. Half of it. Like half of an episode. And there's an, something takes place at Barney's. There's a Barney's reference. It's not because I have ever shopped in a Barney's. You need access to running water. And, oh wait, I think I skipped something, sorry. However, the other extreme, total isolation, may also not be a good idea for the reason given above. You need a group yes. of, this is key, differently skilled people. Okay. Who can work cooperatively in order to build your own supply chains and flourish. You need like the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. A hundred percent, Christine. I think that is an excellent reference. Reference. Yes. I just pulled that out of my pocket. You need. (laughs) We had 
a little statue when I was a kid of, oh no, maybe it was rubber dub dub three minutes. No, no, it was like a little boat or a little tub. Okay. But with the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker in it. Or maybe it was three minute. This is fascinating. Okay. I love it. Keep going. You need access <laughs> to running water and agricultural land. This is where we're going to get in trouble if you're me. In the event of a major global catastrophe, within the first few days, roads will be clogged and supermarkets looted. Okay. Okay. So think about that. That's what's happening. So you'll be forced to generate your own supplies. Because if you're not as fast as everyone else and you didn't get the stuff in the supermarket. Right. So, and also how long is that going to last you? So you need a farm? In a scenario such as a pandemic, you need to be somewhere you can access running water and or other sources of energy. This isn't just for sustenance. Fast running water can also be harnessed to provide power. True. As long as you thought to buy a small scale hydroelectric generator. Oh, yeah. But we know you bought one because of the the blackout episode and all those things. Yeah, but this has to be hydroelectric. Isn't that different? Yes, you're right. Yes, the, <laughs> the hydro would suggest water. It does. To me. I'm sure there are people who have that sort of thing. But yeah, yes. that's what they're saying. The problem is most of us don't spend our weekends buying up on personal energy solutions, just in case. If we're talking about a sudden collapse, then the ch- chances are you won't have a solar power generator to ha- on hand. Correct. Um, but at least if you're near water, you can drink it. There's also the need to grow your own food. Oh, uh, okay, this is where, if you're me, this is a problem. I am not good at growing vegetables. Have you tried? Yes. I could see you doing that. That seems like something you would do. I am just getting a handle on indoor house plants. But okay. like everything outside, I just, I murder it. I am not skilled. Do at you them. murder it or do critters come along and murder I it? I think it's both. But like, I'll just forget to water it or I'll overwater yeah. it. I'm not, I don't, I don't have the green thumb. I remember when they canceled um, the dish. Mm-hmm. Remember that day? Yeah. That fateful day. When I cried and I, do, I was the only one crying. <laughs> I do remember. Yes. And I only, I just had this like polyester <laughs> scarf that I kept trying to use. <laughs> and it was but it was, and, and it wasn't just a little bit of crying. I was like, I had like snot running out of my oh. nose. And I was the only one crying, and I was in the front of the room, right in I front of the uh, the guy who was telling the, us the EP of yeah. the show, who, who was, was telling us who was telling the show's us. done. Yeah, and <laughs> I remembered very clearly. Yes, that was a good day. So what I was going to say was how I, to- how I told Jimmy was I called up and I said, "Well, it looks like I'll have time to work on that garden I've been bragging about." Um, <laughs> and then that how many years ago was that? I still don't have a garden, but anyway. Okay. Again, you're better off doing that with a group of people uh, on a large land. Like a community garden. Uh, yes. Yes. Of land where you can apportion labor. Okay. See, that there's not, uh, that's not going to work as well in an urban environment. So I can do manual labor. If someone tells me to plant, I will yes. do it. I just don't know how to do any of those things without being told. So I am going to be a cog. You're going to be a in worker this machine. Absolutely. I will work my bee off. Okay. You know th- your role. Exactly. I just need someone there who's going to be like, this is what you're supposed to do. Okay. You know, they're still going to need people to be funny. I'll just do a tight 10 while everyone is, you know, digging. Digging. Yeah. And then I'll just do some improv and make it last. And then I won't ever have to actually work. That's yeah. I think that's a great plan. That's 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 what they mean. Right. By apportion labor. Mm hmm. Establish communications. If you wanted to forge a community and be resilient, you may not necessarily have to communicate with the wider world. Okay. Okay. I like that as an introvert. However, you may need to know what's going on. 
the thing is, in a catastrophic scenario, I never know if it's scenario or scenario. I think it's scenario. You don't know what communications are going to be up and running. The basic method of acquiring information will be a wind-up or solar-powered radio. I believe you have one of those, right? I do, and I can't stress enough that we should all have one. I, I totally agree with you. Because with every situation we've discussed, yes. it's almost always stressing. Yeah, you're right. Maybe not the car sinking in the water. It's not going to really help you to have a <laughs> wind-up radio. <laughs> SOS, anybody out there? I'm sinking. But I think with a lot of the natural disasters. And, right. Yes. However, to actually communicate with the outside world or with members of your community, you may, you may be back to walkie-talkies, oh, wow. two-way radios, or even a citizen band radio. Okay. CBs. All of these will require electricity, so unless you stockpile batteries or fuel... For a traditional generator, you may be stuck. However, we're now being solar. Uh, we're seeing both solar and hydrogen powered generators. So yeah, I when in um, a quiet place too, a quieter place. I haven't seen that. Um, Should I see it? Yeah, I think I I think I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they used walkie talkies or they used something. You didn't see it. They used walkie talkies or two way radios or something like that. That's what I base all my um, your my knowledge. knowledge on. Well, I think we're basing our whole podcast information on a quieter place too. Yeah, I think solar though it seems like a good investment yeah, because, because no matter what, unless it's a nuclear fallout and there's no sun, sun, then yeah. I think we're just gonna die. Right. We're all if the ca- catastrophe is that someone shot an arrow at the sun, yeah. <laughs> well, then. Uh, Buy a pack of cigarettes. Drink it up. I'm just, just going to say, exactly. You know, get a tattoo. and I like that our answer to everything is, well, <laughs> just get a fucking pack of cigarettes. <laughs> just smoke, finally. That's all I want to do. I know. <laughs> what about the internet? I've always said, like, if I knew I was going to die, I would eat chocolate cereal. Uh-huh. because um, That's what you deprive yourself of? There's some sort of cereal I once saw. It's probably terrible, but it looked good because it was cereal and it has like chocolate inside. Yeah, yeah. And cereal is one of those things I don't really partake of that much. I mean, it's not like I never eat desserts. I do eat desserts. Yeah. But when it's time for breakfast, I don't eat sure. empty calories. Right. Let's put right. it that way. So cereal is one of those things that like if I knew I was going down, it'd just like be cinnamon toast crunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like or life. Cinnamon life yeah. is like my favorite thing. Oh, life cereal. So oh, good. my God. What about and then I'd smoke a cigarette. Yeah, I think I'd go. I'd skip the cereal. You'd skip the cereal. Yeah, because food, I don't. I, it's, You're not so much into food. I'm not a foodie person, really. It's like when I'm stressed. Also, food is the last thing I want. Oh, that's I'm, interesting. I'm not I, I, the opposite of food. I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, huh. I would just be like, I want a stiff. I want like one of those spicy margaritas, maybe. Oh, okay. You know, the kind that's that's got, like a meal that's got a little mezcal in it and a little spice, mm-hmm. little spice around the rim. Mm-hmm pack of cigarettes that's uh, that all sounds good and i just want to listen to good music i just picture you with a fork and knife eating a cigarette i don't know why <laughs> christine does that european thing where she holds the fork and knife while you're eating i've noticed right oh do i yeah i don't know does, you do like a oh, European. I don't put it down are you what are you supposed to do put it down i'm just like an animal i just like ah, cut it and then slam the knife down but you do like a kind of fancy thing where you kind of like have the fork and knife in your hand. I, I've always noticed that. I don't even know. Oh, okay. I just, it's, I just learned by copying other people who knew how to <laughs> use silverware as an adult. Um, okay. Here, I know what you're thinking, you guys. What about the internet? Yeah, what about it? 
According to Peter Taphouse and Matthew Block of UK-based server hosting company ByteMark, there's a possibility that many of the tens of thousands of separate networks and data centers that make up the backbone of the internet could survive the collapse of civilization, okay. with an S, if they had access to local power. However, the content networks and transit providers would be vulnerable to societal collapse. Sure, Google has nice offices and all, but people are less likely to go to work if the city is a death zone of marauding looter gangs. So basically, like those things might exist, but there might not be anyone there to keep up with them. Okay. So even though the net is designed as a nonlinear decentralized system, it could be that only military frameworks would reliably survive. Okay. Your best option then may be to set up your own community computer network. This okay. is once again where I'm like, I'll Not go me. out yeah. and forage for yeah. tea or I, something. I'm going to write dick jokes. Right. Do we, I'm di- gonna, who, do we need dick jokes right now? Because yeah. that's my strength. Maybe you could be the comic and I'll be the audience and you just ask for suggestions and I'll throw out things. You know, uh, societal collapse. Um, yes. Um, Armageddon. And then you do bits and then someone will figure this shit out. I agree. I think, you know what? We just are. We're going to be in the same cult together. I'm just going to call it a cult because you know yeah. what's going to happen. Group 100%. sex is immediately yeah. going to start That's happening. Right. And people are going to start switching partners. You and I are going to be like an improv team. I love it. We are going to do some uh, sketches. Yeah. And we're going to do some separate stand up and we're going to just entertain the troops. That's right. Right. That's And our- honestly, we don't really have to worry about how well we do because they're probably going to be so busy with all yeah. this work they have to do. They won't really be listening. No, they're just going to be happy to have any form they just of want background noise. You know, we can we can act out episodes of Cheers. Oh, my God. Like yeah. things from from movie. we'll say, what movie do you really miss? Oh, we yeah. got that. We'll do that 100%. movie for them. Whatever. That's great. I can throw out all my accents. <laughs> yes, we'll do accent night. Um, whatever. We just don't want to be gardening. Okay. Your best option then may be to set up your own community computer network and the most sensible technology would be Wi-Fi as the components are easy, easily available. This is what they're saying. You could loot a PC world for broadband routers and then hit a garage or supermarket for some Pringle cans. Um, I don't know what the, any of that means, with, but with what the, are the Pringle cans? I'm going to tell you. With those... You can probably build a reasonable network across a scorched suburb. Why a Pringle can? Yes, thank you. It can be used to create a cantenna. <laughs> Do you know what a cantenna is? I'm in my head guessing. It's a portmanteau blending the words can and antenna. I love it. It's I love that you said ma- portmanteau. Well, that's what it says. It's a is a it's a homemade directional waveguide antenna made out of an open ended metal can, i.e., Pringles. Uh, And it would be capable of boosting a Wi-Fi signal from your computer. I feel like you're also teaching people how to get illegal internet right now. Great. (laughs) If they can do it from a frickin' frickin' Pringles can, frickin', Uh, then more power to them. Yeah, if they can figure that out from just this information, then they should be able to have this internet. Uh, Yeah, this is is amazing. So just so you know, some students in Kansas Mm -hmm. made a cantenna that transmitted over 100 miles. Wow. Um, Good for them. I hope they're going to MIT now. Yeah. He suggests using a cheap Raspberry Pi. So I looked up, what is a Raspberry Pi? A series of small single board computers. I'm guessing, I bet we all know someone who knows this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like, so in that case, that's what you need. You just need the leader. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's somebody who I did an open mic with and now he's running a a network. Right. He said some inappropriate things to you and now he's running a network. Right. Um, okay. 
Okay, so if you ran an old school email network off those, it'd be quite handy and expandable piece by piece as you contacted neighboring villages. Okay. I guess by villages, they mean cults, cities, towns, cults, oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, sure. Other, other groups. I like this next one. Don't necessarily trust the government or law enforcement. Oh, this is we're right up in my brother's alley right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the brother with the gun room. Yep. Mm-hmm. The disheveled guns just sort yeah. of in a heap. And a bunch of land. Oh, Jesus. OK. Does uh, he have a fence? A, a, uh, it's not fenced in. No. No. But no. I, I'm saying, guys. Oh, we could go there. We could go there. When Listen. You when no, the shit hits. When you, you want to have a brother like this. Yes. Because when the societal collapse happens. Right. You want to have a brother who has, you know, five pickup trucks. Yes. A bunch of, um, what are those machine guns called? Submachine guns? The ones. AK-47s? Yeah, a bunch of AK-47s. Wow. 40 acres out in the middle of nowhere. And one of those um, dune buggy vehicles. Oh, my God. Why does he have AK-47s? Like, what is he just, like, he, target practices he, with them? Because he can, I guess. Uh, you know, because he can. I mean, he has other guns, too. It's not. It's, he's he look good. That's good to know. He's got hunting. He doesn't hunt with AK-47s. I know. But, I know. I mean, he, he hunts. He. Do, I don't know if he's. I think it's just this idea of like, I like guns and I want to have different kinds of guns. Right. It's like women with shoes. Yes. There are those. Those are the Manalo Blahniks of <laughs> right. the gun world. You exactly. Know? It's like Carrie's closet. He's like the Carrie in his relationships right. of his friends. He's the Carrie. Um, okay. All major governments have contingency plans in place to ensure their survival after a global disaster. Well, we saw how all that all worked. Yeah. In 2007, for example, George Bush signed into place the National Security Presidential Directive, which claims the power to execute certain orders in the event of a catastrophic emergency. President Obama also signed a National Preparedness Executive Order in 2012. The thing is, most of those preparations are classified. We won't know what they are until it happens. What we can be fairly certain of, however, is that it will involve the suspension of constitutional government. Oops. And the installment of martial law. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't Trump try to do that? Yes. <laughs> um, but that had nothing to do with the, the collapse of... That was just because he didn't like the way the election He was went. just like, I want to do this. Yeah. But remember when the pandemic hit, he kind of ignored all the things that were set in place. Like, didn't he, I don't know, set fire to a bunch of masks or something? <laughs> he basically just like, boo, I don't want to help. Based on the continuity of government plans we have in the U.S. and Western Europe, there's no doubt that you would have a visible force presence on the street, presence on the streets to try and maintain order. So get used to tanks. There would be all sorts of things necessary in a pandemic scenario. The need to quarantine, the need to contain the spread of the virus. So we, we all know about that. We're doing that. Yeah, sort of. Some of us are. Yeah. But here's a slightly paranoid question. What if it had been decided by contingency planners that civilians are somewhat surplus to requirements what if the security personnel aren't actually on our side dun, dun, dun. Dun. never 100 percent. always trust the military especially when they're in your own territory done done and done yeah i don't need a, a catastrophe to happen to, to get that instead we should be i mean the people in charge i don't mean the enlisted Instead, we should be using our fledgling communication networks to gather public support and ask questions. So they're saying this is no time to bury your head in the sand. Yes. Okay. The fact is we have democracy for a reason. There are checks and balances. The government has said that they need to have these continuity operations. And we've said, yeah, okay, I guess we need those. But they work for us. 
Right. We've given our consent by not really complaining about it. But at the same time, we know that's not the way we want the country to run. So the moment we shift into a state where suddenly the police and army, this unelected minority of people have all the power and where all the political processes are suspended, then yes, there is a justifiable level of skepticism. Populations need to be asking, when is this situation going to end? (laughs) And (laughs) what point is this temporary suspension of our normal constitution going to lead back to the normal way of things? So I don't think this to me, this article doesn't sound like, you know, paranoid, you know, mountain people with go bags. No. Um, Right. It it, it just sounds like, (laughs) you know what I mean by mountain people? Uh, you like know. doomsday preppers. Doomsday preppers. The people yeah. with, I mean. You know, your kin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it sounds like a, a reasonable, healthy amount of skepticism and and, yes. and w- wariness about the government. I do think there's a healthy amount of, you know, vigilance. I mean, I think that, like, one thing we all should have is that. Yes. Yeah. You know, but there's the there's a continuum. Right. And some people are on one end of it and some people are on the other. Yeah. It, it's good to not be naive. Yes. You don't have to. There's a there's a big, vast uh, array between naive and uh, doomsday prepper. Exactly. That was how to survive the breakdown of society. And when we come back, we're going to talk about other things that break down or break. I can't wait. Me too. So welcome back. I think. We really need to acknowledge what happened during the break, which was that we had a flickering light bulb. Yeah. One of those overhead fluorescence, fluorescent, annoying things that was going to send us into um, shock. 24 hour migraine. Right. So uh, Garen stepped up literally onto a chair, mm-hmm. fixed it for us. And now I think he has a place in our cult and yeah. our post-apocalyptic cult as not the person we were going to eat first right now we know we need him in case we have light bulbs well now i'm the leader oh (laughs) that's a stretch Uh, you know you've proven your worth as but we've bumped you to maybe third person we eat but yeah not first what is the chances we're gonna have electricity i mean well we will if we have our hand cranked um Solar powered or hydro powered uh, generator. Well, I'm going to start. I'm going to actually Google those later. Hydroelectric sure generators. Will. I want to see the cost on those and uh, yeah, maybe think about getting one. Treat yourself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Put a big bow on it. Yeah. So we just talked about um, what if society breaks down, and now we're going to talk about um, emotionally breaking down and also broken bones. Broken bones. Have you had a broken bone? Well, I haven't had a broken bone, but when I was younger, (laughs) so I used to dance when I was younger, ballet, like, you know, six, six times a week. And um, it hurt to go on point. It hurt to, it hurts to go on point anyway, but something was wrong with my ankle. And so they determined that I either had a broke, like either a little piece had broken off or I had been born with an extra piece. Oh, 
I don't lucky yeah so basically I just wasn't a good enough dancer I I really don't know that I needed the surgery but well I guess something was hurting so I got it removed okay whatever that was a tiny little piece of bone in my ankle and I still have like the scar and um I really don't remember that much of it which sounds weird because I wasn't that young did that help though for you to go on point I guess it must have again I was never very strong on point it requires a great amount of strength which I just didn't really have and um that's gr- straight toe right like so yeah toes. you're in special shoes called point shoes that make you go straight up basically okay. i mean you're bent a little bit like you're and it's i just it's it's very hard <laughs> it's very hard yeah, and horrible. you have to be super super strong and um you know some professional dancers are so strong that like they'll break their shoe after the first time and like wow. in performance they like need a new pair every performance i believe um when you're young and you know just practicing you don't need that i also don't have like amazing crazy arches some people have like amazing arches where they just like they break the shoe i mean you have to break them in a little bit to to break them in because it's basically like cardboard or it's something like solid in there it sounds so difficult it's hard you know i just i just um but anyway, so that's my only experience. Have you ever broke? Well, you broke something. I, I first off, I just want to say, I'm glad it didn't work out for you because <laughs> now you get to be in comedy, and I don't think there are a lot of hilarious <gasps> ballet dancers. Well, out there. I was an oddity, even you know, like I, I mean, I was with a f- group of fairly funny, you know, kids. Okay, I mean, when I, I'm saying like when I was a teenager. But I was probably, I was kind of the mascot. Like, you know what I mean? I was little and I was funny and they also thought I was cute and would make jokes about putting me in their pocket. Yes. So that wasn't like, it was kind of like funny but slash clown. Yeah. So yeah, it, it wasn't kind. a great, it wasn't a great uh, uh, combo. Yeah, I just, I just, lo- I just wanted to be a ballet dancer so badly, but I just, um, yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm sorry that you're here and not on a stage. <laughs> Sorry, you're not doing Swan Lake right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be at this age. I'd still be dancing. Hey, you don't know. Not yeah. Anyway, so but okay, but I made a lot of good friends that way. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you have so many good friends, (laughs) (laughs) so many dancers. Um, That's uh, me being jealous. Okay, so you haven't, but you have. You have someone in your life who has. Right. And so, why don't you tell us a little okay. bit about this? So during this past summer, um, now this story has already been told on Never Not Funny, but I'll just tell it from my perspective, which is that um, my son, we left him alone at night for the first time when he, uh, he was 13. It wasn't like a big deal. It wasn't like, oh my God, we're leaving him alone. Yeah. But it was like, well, this was just happened to be the first time we were leaving alone, him alone yeah. at night and he was fine. Um, so we went out to dinner with two other couples, something we never do. Yeah. But we were like, we're, we're going to do this thing we said we would do. We went outside to, you know, an outside restaurant and uh, Jimmy and I took um, the, the metro there. That's fun. It was really, yeah, that was nice. It was like so easy. Just one stop and um, got off in Culver City and I was like, you know what? I better put my phone on the table just in case all yeah. of our calls. You're a mom. Yeah, you know, like, let's not be totally irresponsible. So I'm like, you know, midway through my cocktail and, and he calls. I was like, whoa, something must be really wrong because he wouldn't call if yeah. for no reason. Mom, I fell and I really hurt myself. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I fell, I slipped and I fell on my arm. I'm like, 
oh, okay, well, yeah. we'll come right home. Yeah. So I tell Jimmy, I hang up and I tell Jimmy and he's like, let me call him because I mean, how bad could he have hurt his arm? Well, Jimmy calls him and now he's crying. Aww. So we're like, holy Sweetie. shit. So we we leave. Yeah. You know, throw in our money for the meal. We run to the metro. Uh, I'm wearing, you know, like wedge shoes or something. And yeah. I'm a little tipsy. And we're running. Good like, combo. Yeah. We're running to the metro. And it takes forever. And we get there and we get back. And he is just in excruciating pain. And we... How does his arm look? Does it look normal? No, it looked it... normal. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it looked normal. And um, so we go, okay, we'll go to the after hours. Because there's an after, uh, like an urgent care. Yeah. Very close to us. <laughs> Which my, uh, as you pointed out, um, I said my husband is constantly there. And what did you say? It's his cheers. It's his cheers. <laughs> yeah. He comes in, Jimmy! Yeah. Hey, you're back. Yeah, they all know him. Good so we go there and... It, it was like they take the last person at eight o'clock and it was eight ten, uh, and they were like we can't take him and we're like we totally understand but this kid is in massive pain and he's a kid and they're like i'm sorry we can't which i understand it's you know jimmy was upset yeah. but i was like they gotta cut it off at some time so we went to the emergency room when we had had dinner someone suggested a certain emergency room they're like okay we'll take him to this one because this is okay this one is um the good one the good one and the quickest one and it was yeah. in santa monica and, and lo and behold we went and we were like in and out in an hour Wow. Which is never. And the week before we were at the emergency room for another reason, literally the week before with him. This is not a kid who is constantly hurting himself or yeah. anything. Coincidence. Yeah. And we were there for like seven hours. Different one. Different yeah, different one. Room. Okay. So we go there and and I'm like, please don't let it be broken. Please don't let it be broken. Please don't let it be broken. And I went out into the lobby because you can only have like one parent with them. And they come back and they said, it's broken. And I'm like, fuck. So it was the beginning of the summer. It was Good time for a broken arm. Yeah, it was the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. He hadn't been in school, you know. So he's just been at home for like everyone. Yeah, been at home for like and and he was given the opportunity to go back to school. He did not go back to school, so he had been doing home, you know, whatever they call it, video school, Zoom Zoom school, and um, basically what he did was he was watching um. Uh, what the fuck is it called? The Tarantino movie. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Thank you. He was watching Pulp Fiction, gets up to get himself a snack and to go to the bathroom, slips on the one inch of tile we have in our house, <laughs> lands on his arm and breaks it. And I'm like, I go, kid, you're going to have to come up with a better story. He's like, I know, I know. Because it was so embarrassing because every time someone asked, it's like, no, it's not, has nothing to do with any physical activity. He's not into sports. Yeah. Nope. Wasn't baseball. Wasn't soccer. Wasn't. Basket. No, he um, was watching a, a movie and got up to get a snack <laughs> and fell on his own arm. Oh, and man. it was so I. But when I found out it was broken, I freaked out. So this is like the mental breakdown part of the story, because I freaked out. I didn't freak out. I got really depressed. Aww. I was just like, God damn it. Do you think How? it's because just to, just to point out during the time period yeah. at the beginning of summer that yes. was that moment of light we had yeah. as a as a as a people where we thought things were opening up. Right. We thought we were out of the darkness and we were like, "Oh, it's summer." Right. And th- th- we've beat this and we get to do stuff again and we get to get together with friends and and yes. life is opening and 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 maybe you thought he's going to have this normal summer. It was it was definitely that was an aspect of it. That mm-hmm. was a huge aspect of it. He was going to go to Chicago with Jimmy to see his 
grandparents and he was supposed to play golf there and basically it was that it was also my own uh insecurity about how like unathletic he is oh okay and and the feeling of like why couldn't he be a kid in sports who broke his arm it's a lot of like self it's it's all about me it's not about him a lot of projecting but it's, it's also about um I can't get him outside anyway, and now this is going to make it worse. And he's just going to be so, he's just going to be sedentary the whole you know summer. He's not going to be able to do physical stuff. Yeah, even not more. that he does anyway. Yeah. Right? It was just a bunch of guilt and a bunch of like I've done things wrong. I've you know you, I don't know about you. Just you. like had so much mom guilt. Well, yeah, I don't know about you, Chris, but I immediately go to oh my god. When he was three, I should have done this. Uh, me? Mom guilt? I'm familiar. <laughs> okay. So that's, I think, I don't think dads go there, which is healthier. Yeah. But I go there constant. I mean, maybe some do, but uh, basically I'm just constantly like, if only I had done this. Even though he's a great kid and he's a great person, I'm just constantly like, oh, I should have made him take Spanish when he was four. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. Constantly yes. that kind of thing. So I think it's a country in which mothers live and it's yes. a place that men only visit occasionally. occasionally like they they pop just in. read a pamphlet about yeah. it. Yeah, they might even just read the pamphlet and go, you know what? I don't want to go there. Like I want to be there. And we're like, oh, well, we live here and it sucks, <laughs> but we don't know how to leave. It seems, literally, there's no exit. We just drive around this island and there's no bridge to get off <laughs> and men are hysterical. like oh yeah i never i never went there to begin with right i, right. I read the pamphlet. i'm smart enough not to go yeah. there that's exactly right so i just had all this confluence of if that's the right word of emotions and uh feelings about it so and i took it much much harder than he did mm-hmm. and it was his writing hand and it was as he had been making these dolls yeah. at the time for people for money he'd been doing this little business yes. and he couldn't do it because his right arm was done right and he did go to chicago he couldn't play golf he he did get on the cart and ran it into some posts a few times which apparently <laughs> was hysterical i was like fine that's yeah. just fine have fun i don't care and you know his jimmy didn't get mad because grandpa thinks it's hilarious so yes. you know he wouldn't have gotten mad anyway actually but um so yeah, so it was just, and then like he couldn't do ping pong. We were going to try to get him back into ping pong and he couldn't do that, obviously, because his arm was broken. And it was just like a whole, so it was like a mental breakdown for you, for me, mm-hmm. and just a physical break. How do you think you overcame that? Like, what did you do to, because now you have some perspective on it. Like, I do have perspective on it, but I don't know that I didn't have perspective. Like, I knew what I was doing in the moment. In the moment, even you knew sort of what yeah. you were doing. And you, yeah. you, but there was, there must have been some point. I assume you're not still living in that. Well, no, because his arm's better. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it's just because it healed. So you, you sort of punished yourself in yeah. a way. Just, just for the length of the cast. Just for the length of the cast, which is yeah. not nothing. No, it was like six weeks. So for six weeks, yeah. you just endured mom guilt pretty hard. I guess so. Depression. I guess so. Um, I mean, I don't know that the depression lasted the whole okay. time. It definitely, it definitely, look, I struggle with, you know, sort of minor or whatever they call it, borderline depression mm-hmm. um, anyways. And sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't sure. hit. And it happened to hit right then. And it yeah. just felt like a, you know, everything was bad yes. and disappointing and not what it should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get these ideas in your head that things should be a certain way, you mm-hmm. know, and then when they're not, you get super disappointed, which actually I just 
told him about. So I, it's a lesson for me too. Um, so anyway, yeah, I don't know if I did survive it, except that obviously he coped really well. So that helped a lot that mm-hmm. he wasn't complaining and he wasn't, you know, he was fine with it. And then it came off right before school started, which was great. Yeah. Like literally he still had the, the day of the school orientation is when he got it off. Yeah. So that was great. You know, so it's go back to school without a handicap. It's probably comforting for you to see, oh, he's not dealing with yeah. it, at least in the way that I deal with it. Yeah, that's true. He's got a better coping mechanism. That's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, also, it didn't prevent him from doing the things he likes to do. Yeah. Which is, you know, watch TV. Yeah. So <laughs> had a good time. It prevented him from doing the things you aspired that I wanted for him, him to, to do. do. Exactly. But it's also just not really the person that he is. Yeah. We actually even went mini golfing and he still did well. Even with the broken arm, he was able to do that. So yeah. that was fine. We just needed to do something. We need, But yes, it was the pandemic and like all that crap. Well, I do think the pandemic is it's just another layer because yes. if that were removed, you might not have it might not have hit you so hard. That's true. But you were already because he hadn't been he wouldn't have been home for all that time. Yes. And it just felt like another. Oh, my God, you're home still. Like not doing anything. Yes. I think sometimes we forget to acknowledge because we've been in it for a while that we're all, I think, in a system of of grief in a way. Yeah. That we have totally we've already kind of said, well, I'm used to this, so I can't count that as part of what I'm. Oh, like you dismiss it. Like you don't allow yourself to feel that because like, oh, I should be used to that by now. I should be used to this. That's a norm. This this major catastrophic experience we're all going through because. I've had enough time to get used to it, but it hasn't gone away. No. And we're still experiencing it, and we still have to live with a constant state of anxiety yes. and uh, restrictions on our lives and, and worrying about our children and yeah. ourselves and our family. And so I think sometimes it's okay to acknowledge, like, this is a major thing we're all dealing with and and, and also use it just to, to, to blame everything on it. Right. I like to do that. Like, if I can't think of a word, I'll say... It's Stupid pandemic. Goddamn COVID. That's <laughs> messed up my brain. Okay, so now you have experienced breaking something. I have. I, you know, I went through my whole entire life without breaking any bones. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty minor. I had stitches once, but I never had any broken bones. And then I think it was about two years. It was before the pandemic. So, you know, let's say how long ago did the pandemic start? 10, started 12 in- years ago? <laughs> 1970. Bicentennial yes. year? 1977. Yes, yeah. <laughs> So let's say it was 2019. Okay. Um, It was the middle of the night. And, you know, my kids still come into our bedroom at night, uh, much to the consternation of my husband, because he thinks all other nine-year-olds sleep and go to bed and say, good night, mommy. Good night, father. And they walk into their beds and turn off their lights and tuck themselves in and fall asleep. No. Um, My kids, though, in the middle of the night, most nights come in at some point. And then they have to they have to get through all the popsicle sticks that yes, have been left they, in the bed. they get stabbed by the 17 right. popsicle sticks, get uh, snapped at by the dog if they <laughs> accidentally step on her. She's like... <laughs> by the pit bull's sharp teeth. And um, when my daughter came in, you know, it kind of woke me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, now I have to get up and go to the bathroom. So I got up, went to the bathroom, came back, and I was like at the end of the bed sort of trying to feel around to not lay on her and okay. figure out where the bed was. 
and my foot got caught in my own pants because I was wearing like wide leg, stretchy, you know, pants. This is what happens for this is what you get for being so stylish during bed. I know I was trying to be cute and um, I tripped on the pants. Yeah. Tried to like right myself by putting my hands down to fall on the bed and there was no bed there. And so I just kept going down to the floor and I had my fingers in that sort of tent shape. Oh you know? no. Nope. Garrett is going to leave the room. Garen's, Garen's not. Okay now. Okay so and you had them in the tent shape. I had, yeah. had them in the tent shape and my ring finger Ooh. hit first Ooh. and it's, I, I, I heard it and Ooh. felt it snap. And I screamed like fuck. <laughs> and literally my husband's like what happened? <laughs> and I was just like Holding my finger and just crying in pain, like shouting, I don't know. And I feel like everybody just slept through it. And you were worried. The irony is that you were worried you would wake them up. Of course. So, and then, okay, so it snaps. Yeah. And then what do you do? You, I was like, I just go back to bed. I kind of just like, I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was just like kind of holding my finger. (laughs) And I was like, I think this is broken, but I don't know. You know, it looked okay. Okay. Uh, And then, you know, I might have gone back to sleep. Uh And then I looked at it again and it was big. Oh, geez. It was real big. And I said, I'm going to go to, and Sven was like, no, I think it's fine. Because he's German. Like, your head could be kind of oh, falling okay. off and a whole couple strings would be holding it. And he'd be like, just put a little tape, a little. It's neosporin. Yeah, neosporin, you know, blow on it. You know, slice an onion and put an onion on it. It's just weird mythological treatments. Okay. So I went to urgent care and they were like, yep, it's broke. You know, they, they oh. did an, an x-ray and they were like, it's got a break. And But it wasn't like a bat. It was minor. Okay. And so the problem was my rings were stuck. Because it was your ring finger. And they were like, we got to get those rings off. And I was like, okay. Oh. So first they tried with just like lotion. Mind you, they're trying There's to pull no way. the rings off my broken finger. So, so it's, you're in, it's like broken at the knuckle. So was it excruciating as they're trying to get it yes, off? Yes, it was excruciating. It's not like they were like, let us give you some fentanyl first. They were like, we're, you're, you're just going to take this. So that didn't work. So then they tried this technique with uh, dental floss. So they wrap oh, dental floss uh-huh. around the rings and they're just pulling and pulling and pulling. Oh my God. While I'm sobbing. Oh my God. But I'm like, si- I'm trying to be like, cut sobbing. off the fucking ring. I was just like trying to not make sound. So it was like silent crying because oh, I wanted to be brave. Oh, oh. But just tears streaming, snot streaming while they're just apologizing to me. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, why couldn't they give you a painkiller? I, I don't know. Maybe it's like they're not going to give you opioids at urgent care unless your, you know, head is falling off with right. the strings. And so they were like, the next step, you know, obviously is we'd have to cut them off. And, you know, we don't want to have to do that because, you know, it's your yeah. wedding ring, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cut that fucking Was it thing both off. rings? Yeah. And okay. then they finally got one off. Wow. With the string? With the string. And, and but the next one is, is it was even more difficult. And I was just like, cut these off. I don't even care. Like, <laughs> Who cares? We've been married long enough. Right. We can end this. And <laughs> doesn't matter, really. And uh, I think it took like an hour. To cut it off? No, they finally got it off oh. with, the, with the dental floss. Um, wow. 
but it just it was it was it was a hell show and then they put like a metal what's that thing like a splint, a splint. on it and, yeah. and kind of wrapped it and I was gone and but it took I think I couldn't put my rings back on for almost two years what I wore the room on the other side because my finger was swollen for that long wow that's crazy yeah so and then it just obviously it healed and was it was yeah. it in a lot of pain it was it was not uh pleasant Ugh. i don't recommend it oh my god no that sounds awful um garen have you ever broken anything Whew, um <laughs> let me t- let me tell he's you he's a little faint right now fi- I-, I don't know where this came from i but the idea of breaking my fingers is horrifying to I'm me. I'm sorry. And my brother discovered as we were growing up that if you grab one of my fingers, I go into absolute hysterics. Whoa. Wow. Like I just start cackling and giggling and, and like it's it's weird. I don't know why it is. But you're not doing it out of laughter. You're not. No, no it's, it's just, I'm hysterical. Oh, like, my God. I just start laughing Jesus. as a defense mechanism. I don't know what it is, but it's. Wow. So hearing that is, I'm literally have chills. I'm sorry. My entire oh body. Oh, my gosh. Which. Oh. I'm so sorry I did no, that to you. No, it's fun. It's funny. It's emotion. <laughs> I'm feeling something. But no, I've never broken anything. I, um, I, <laughs> When I was a kid, we used to go to uh, North Carolina, and there's this place called Grandfather Mountain, if anyone's ever heard of it. I haven't. Uh, I was there with my s- stepmom's family, <laughs> and I we were up there at the top of the mountain, the peak, you know, and I found this, like, bug, this little shell of a beetle or something. I'm like, I'm going to scare somebody with this. Okay. So I'm like, hey, come over here. It was to my her sister-in-law. And she's like, what? And I called out your hand. And I just dropped the bug in her hand, and uh-huh. she's like... Oh, and I don't know if she got startled or not, but she slipped. Oh. And her, I don't know if it was her ankle or her leg, but it broke. <gasps> what? Like, what? Horribly. Oh, no. Oh, my at, God. Yeah, at the top of this mountain. I'm like, she could have fallen off the mountain. So wait, she's, oh my God. she slipped and fell to the ground and she that like, broke it? I, it? I think there was like a little ledge. Like, oh, Because it was, it was mo- this is mountain, like rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. stone. This isn't like and her finger, her Hollywood foot, like, Hills. Yeah, her foot like slipped off a little edge and I think it just snapped Oh it. my God. Wow. Yeah, she could have fallen. I mean, there was edge probably five feet away. So if she would have fallen, <sighs> I could have just killed somebody with an accident. Worst stepson ever. I know, right? And she... So she had to go to the hospital. I don't even. Th- I don't think there was surgery, but she was a cast and everything. But after it happened, I was mortified and I va- I vanished. Where, where did From you go? I just went forever. Like they were they were <laughs> they were taking her out. Like they had to carry her out, and I just was like bye. And I just wandered off on my own. <laughs> I got more oh, trouble for that because I, I was. Bet. I was yeah, like, sure. How, how, old, old, how old were you? 11, 12 ish. Oh, you're just yeah. like a little kiddo. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. <laughs> so guilty. Like, about they, it. The, yeah, that's what they needed. Like, they needed to deal with the lost yeah. kid at this yeah. point. Where the fuck were you at? I'm, like, I'm sorry. I was just here. I was here at the end of the bridge. This is where I'm at. Oh, my it God. It was. Oh, was she, really, was she really mad at you at this point? No, it was. Yeah. But in me, you know, I'm neurotic yeah. as whatever. So I was like, oh, it's my fault. She's going to die. This is what's going to oh. happen. Oh. I've, I've almost killed her. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, God. It was horrible. Wow. Is this a funny story people tell at holidays now? Or is it like. No, we don't. No. Even, I, don't even, I don't wonder if anybody even remembers it. I'm but sure she I, does. Re, yeah, she <laughs> I'm sure might. she remembers breaking her leg. I mean, she, 
I don't even, never mind. Was the bug alive? No, it was just a shell. shell. It was like a shell of a beetle or something. It was actually like rainbow colored. And I was like, this is pretty, but I'm going to scare somebody with it. She needs to be made of sturdier stock. That's not your fault. Yeah, if you're going to be mountain people, you need to, you know. Exactly. It's not going to work when you have to, when you got your go bag and get the signal to go. (laughs) You're going to trip, break a leg. Well, we'll have to get her perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still, well, she's your stepmom's sister-in-law? She, yeah, that, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> Is your dad still married to her? They were never married, but they were together. But how was she your stepmom? Because she was around most of my oh, life. Oh, she was your so dad's girlfriend. My, yeah, okay. and they lived together for however. Oh, okay. They don't even, they're not together anymore. Oh, okay. But they work together. Like, oh. she goes on jobs with it. This is hillbillies, Michigan hillbillies. <laughs> what, is, so what is his job? What does he do? He cleans and fixes sewers. Oh, and she goes along? She goes along, Yeah. Just for I don't the think she fun does the of work. it, I think it's she the fun part. Oh, okay, yeah. wow. It's, it's no wonder you can fix that light bulb. It, it's in your genes. Yeah, it's in my genes. Yeah. Fixing yeah. sewers and tapping a light bulb—that's like two They're degrees away. Very connected. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was that was great. I mean, I think we've all lived some pretty exciting lives. We really here. have. <laughs> no, do you want to tell the breakdown story or no? The About, dog. Oh, the dog. You know what? Do you think it's going to be good? Should I try it? I'm a little concerned people get really freaked out when you return a dog. I think it's going to be too but sad. But I also don't want to like start censoring ourselves because of that. But um, And we probably have enough. Yeah, but if you want to tell mm, it. Mm, no, you sure? No, I'm good. Okay. Let's just make sure we include this, though. Don't cut this out. Yeah, include include <laughs> the stuff we're pondering. Oh, when, you remember when you had that dog killed? Remember when that I part had that dog back? euthanized? Yeah. Um, that beautiful... Okay. A gorgeous dog oh that was a God. border collie purebred. No, I don't know if it was purebred. That's that's crazy. Okay, so should we just wrap it up? Yeah, I um, I love hearing stories about broken bones, and I <laughs> I love giving uh, Garen a chill. I know. Who knew? I mean, I get uh, when people start talking about like um, something like uh, what is it that get, that hurts? There's so, I I have a related thing. It's not broken bones. There's something. That when I hear it, I get physically pained, and I can't think of what it is right now. But not the broken bones. So Sex I, in the City references. Yes, that sends shivers up my spine. But um, I can't remember what it is. But there's some sort of pain someone's enduring, and it it makes like my, my limbs hurt. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it is. I can't see blood either. If I see blood, I really. I, I, yeah, I cut my finger once and literally was passed out. I was walking. Wow. Passed yeah. out. It, but not horror films, obviously, because it's, no, you know it's fake. It doesn't bother real. you. Yeah, what about on other people? Real, I, I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. So I question how it would be in a crisis. Because yeah. Wow. I literally just hit my finger on a metal pole in a parking lot, and I looked down at it, and it was just a little puddle of blood, pool of blood, or whatever. It, I couldn't. Really? That happens to me too. Really? Yeah. And it can happen with like my brother is like that as well. I think it's. I think it's can be. Like something you're born with that you can't help. Like yeah. it's not like a. I don't. I don't want to say it's genetic because I don't. I'm not. I'm not a scientist. But yeah. like, cutting yourself and seeing blood can make you faint, and that's a thing. You either have it or you don't. Huh. And I get like that, and I, I, I thought, oh, I'm going to be like that with my kids. Yeah. And, but I'm not. Oh, okay. I, if they, if something happens to them, and I, the mama bear thing I'm takes fine. over. So it's, it's yeah. interesting, huh? If I was by myself when that happened, I would probably still be sitting in that parking lot. It's you just like what if you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still there. I don't know. I guess he lives here. I, I mean, it looks like he just had a little minor scrape. That yeah. couldn't have killed him. <laughs> it literally 
Jesus. <laughs> it's so funny. That is that's really crazy. You know what gets me? Yeah. Uh, which I, I really if if people vomit or are even talking about it, oh. like I get really like I'll start getting nauseated. I'm very freaked yes. out about vomit. I am so sensitive about nauseating things that mm-hmm. like if I'm watching a show and someone has well, in real life or a show, if someone has like food on their face. I oh. literally can't watch. I have to turn around. I can't watch it. It grosses so it's, me out it's so like, much. It's like they're doing a food fight or something? or If it's that or if it's just like the joke is like, you know how some okay. people think it's funny to put like food? Yes. Like I, when that I, really grosses when me I out. used to babysit these two kids, I babysat once, these two sisters, um, they thought it was really fun as like a treat that they would like take this whipped cream bottle and put it on their, like put some whipped cream on their arm or something okay. and then eat it off and mm-hmm. I I was like dry heaving like I can't take <laughs> stuff like that it it just grosses me out food in the wrong place grosses me out so much oh wow and I think Oliver unfortunately has inherited some of that but mm-hmm. literally if there's some sort of kind of joke about that or like yeah like I was watching something last night I actually could handle this but someone had put like ketchup on themselves to resemble to resemble blood yeah and I was like I was okay, but that's the kind of normal thing that would like I can't. It just makes me so vomitous. Yeah, I can't take it. I dry heave. I'm just so grossed out by. Oliver once called me from school when he was in grade school, and I had a job, which is was isn't all all the time. And he no, he didn't call me. He was in grade school, but the nurse called me. Yeah, and said your son just threw up. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm, uh, okay, I'll be, I'll be there. Yeah. I, I, I had to leave work. Oliver's at school. I just threw up. I get there and I'm like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I take him home. We get in the car and I'm like, so what happened, honey? Well, someone was eating with their mouth open, and oh my god, it was really gross. It was peanut butter, and I threw up. Oh wow. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I just picked you up from school and left work because someone grossed you out. I'm like, well, you're my kid. I can't yeah. really blame you. But oh, yeah, he couldn't help it. He's inherited it from me. But I wouldn't have picked him up. I just would have. He just yeah. would have gotten over it. Because it's not, not like, like a, a virus. Or it's, something. Not a, yeah. it's not a virus. He can, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's that's it's in the family. It's so interesting. I'm really actually fascinated by people's weird. Yeah. Tics. I mean, they're the things that freak them out and like scare them in ways or freak them out in ways. I mean, this is a whole other topic. Yeah. But like. I have a f- I had this conversation with friends at brunch like a few months ago in San Diego. I like brunch. Mm. And um that topic came up of like what are your weird like mm-hmm. fear ticks things and my friend Sean is afraid of sunflowers. What? Yeah. He's like really freaked out by sunflowers and if they're growing like sort of wild uh-huh. in somebody's yard, he'll cross the street. Is it a childhood thing? I don't. Or he doesn't know. I don't know. And you know, he's a psychiatrist. He's like huh. a really like you. You know, he. But it's just like a thing he can't wow. handle, and it made me think of you because with of the your, rats. with the rats. If yeah. it's like or the cat rats, like if yeah. there's more than one cat, you can't handle <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Because his wife is like, I don't like multiples of things. <laughs> <laughs> like. Is Costco a nightmare for well, her? No, it's it's like in, in in animal. Like she's like I I she's like I'm not bothered by any insects. She said, but if there's a multiple of insects, sure. Well, that makes not sense. like and I get if it's like we're in an infestation. Right. That's everyone. But she just meant like 
I can handle if I see like you know a beetle, but if there's a little group of them, she'll I, lose her I mind. get really like grossed out, like sick to my stomach, yeah, freaked out. Yeah, I get out. that. And I love. I'm really fascinated. It's like. I feel like I want I could be the Larry King of talking to people about those things because I it's like I want to know that about every person. Well, that'll be your second podcast, uh, your spinoff. I don't have an I don't have the energy for that. But how to survive your own neuroses? I love hearing about those things about people. I know because it's weird. Super it's weird. It's so right? weird to know yeah. like the the unusual things that just like make people kind of gag or like. And you think everyone else has people. them too? Like you don't you don't realize how weird it is at first. Like I was at. I was with a few girl, few ladies one time, and one of the ladies had put like a cracker with some cheese or something on it, like resting on her ankle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is the most vile, disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I told Jimmy and he was like, well, it's not it's not really that bad. I'm like, oh, it's not like to me. That is so repul- it's food. It's yeah. food. Yeah. I'm like, that is so disgusting like that. You're going to put that in your mouth and it's been resting on your like ankle or your leg. Like, uh, you know, you just think it's... Yeah, you're, you're like, how do you live like this? How do you live like that? Oh, how here's that one. Here's insane? one. Okay. This is common. And sorry if you guys do this because I, I hate you now. <laughs> no, no but when you see a couple out and... Hi. Oh, we just had a visitor come in. Two visitors. We come on in. Jimmy Pardo and Oliver Pardo are coming in. Come in. We're wrapping up. You're mid-show? No, yeah. it's fine. But come in. Yeah. Say hello. Just say hello. Come in. Sit down. It's so ridiculous. So so sorry. No worries. <laughs> the thing that I'm really freaked out about that I think is so disgusting is when just stay here. Nope. A just couple go. is out in public and the one of them is is popping the other one's zits in public. You haven't seen this? No. No, Christine. No, Wait, I've never seen that in public. I've seen it multiple times i've seen it at the beach when it's like a woman popping a guy's zits on his back i'm gonna throw up i've seen it at descanso gardens where it's a woman the classy descanso gardens yes on in in like a beautiful setting where it's a couple and she's like on his face popping i'm I'm gonna be sick and i'm like how first of all i wouldn't do that at home i'm like i know people do that in private but i I can't uh, no uh -uh, no way you've got to go see a dermatologist if if you're dealing with a place you can't reach i love you go get a cat but yes (laughs) we've got to make this marriage work and i can't do this for you that is so gross that is so gross but people that would do it in public i'm like if you're doing that in public what are you doing in private no kidding jesus jesus you foul gross disgusting person it's no i've never seen that in public okay so I'm sorry to dive, I'm sorry to have offended you both. No, how did you offend us? <laughs> I you think just we feel, do it. I, no, I feel like I brought something up that was beyond the pale. <laughs> it's totally. Fine. I feel like I've crossed a line. Uh, I'm sorry, but if you're listening and you do this with Stop your partner, it. you can't do this. You can't. It's so gross. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. You haven't ever done anything like that, have you, Gary? Not in public. No. Okay. I mean, no. whatever you do in your private life, whatever. Yeah. But just don't have a sandwich nearby or else I'll really throw up. <laughs> you must hate Grey Gardens. Grey Gardens. Oh. Where they're like eating chicken yeah. in bed. <laughs> it, I don't love it. Don't love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I just. Yeah. I get really queasy. Oh, my God. Okay. We've covered a lot of ground today. We really have. I feel like we've, we've broken spirits. We've broken bread. I don't know. Did we teach anyone how to survive I don't anything? Think we did jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did we make people afraid? Maybe. Anyway, 
this has been a fantastic episode as far as I'm so concerned. Good. And we will be right back with what did we learn today? Can't wait. All right. Well, welcome back. We are going to discuss what we've learned today. Ready? I'm so ready. Let's do it. Not that you didn't already know, but Megan Fox is alarmingly hot. <laughs> European wines don't cause headaches like California wines do. I am available for voice work if you want a bad British slash Scottish accent. Jesus died in AD 30 or 33. He was between 33 and 36, which we find to be quite a long <laughs> lifespan given the time period. Iron Man Dark Winter. Yes. Be- beware babies with guns. <laughs> don't eat beans in the apocalypse. Well, it didn't say don't eat beans. It just said don't. Anyway. <laughs> if you're going to be in close quarters, don't eat beans. Um, in the event of societal breakdown, you're going to need the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. Absolutely. And one Garen. And one Garen. Don't forget to buy a small hydroelectric generator or you'll die. Create a community garden. Share the work so Chris doesn't kill the vegetables. Yeah, we need a cult. Cigarettes and wine if it all goes to hell. <laughs> Cantana. Pringles can to boost Wi-Fi. Um, keep on frucking. <laughs> <laughs> Find and protect your nerds. They will save you. Maybe don't... In- trust the government and law enforcement slash the military and get ready for a long ride back to normalcy oh boy we actually learned a lot today we did i know you didn't think we did but we did who me yeah you no i well we didn't teach a lot it's okay we kind of learned together i feel i feel better good i'm glad how do you feel i feel um great great i mean thanks everybody for tuning in um, don't forget to reach out to us at our Gmail podcast, how to survive at gmail.com. We're on social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter. We love getting the messages. It's just such a nice, it's like, it's really like a little sunshine in my day when I see someone is enjoying the podcast It meant something to them. They're having fun. It's, it's, it's quite, uh, I, this is going to sound pretentious, but it's quite a gift. I do. It's quite a gift to, 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 to have People enjoying something what you're doing. I love interacting with our listeners. Yeah, they're it's great. really nice. They're so thank you. Funny too, um, and smart. So yes. that's it's kind of a cool bonus. It is absolutely. Um, so yeah, reach out. We love it. Yeah. So um, have a uh, great time until next week. Bye. Bye bye.